We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. In this episode, I talk with Marvin Liao, who is a recovering startup, big tech company, and VC guy. He worked at Yahoo for over a decade during its heyday and most recently left 500 startups, where he was a venture partner and in charge of their San Francisco Accelerator program. I first met Marvin at 500 Startups, where my company, Lab Sensor Solutions, was part of Batch 14. I learned a lot from Marvin and the other mentors at 500 Startups. The most important thing was the power and art of pitching, which is all about telling better stories, as well as practice, practice, and more practice, so you didn't have to drink Marvin's infamous punch. In our conversation, we explore Marvin's daily routine and how it allows him to calm his mind and think deeply about the world. We talk about how the minor gains build up to the bigger gains over time. His LinkedIn posts about startups and the world are epic and one of the most valuable reads to see what's going on in the startup and the rest of the world. It's his deep learning and monitoring of the world that has made Marvin a successful investor in the world of startup alchemy. Now, let's get better together. Startup big tech company and VC. So I've been in Silicon Valley now for 21 years, um, you know, did startups for a couple of years. Then I was at, uh, I was an executive at Yahoo for over a decade, um, was an angel investor and, and such for a couple of years. And then most recently I spent the last six years uh, as a partner of 500 startups running the core accelerator program and, 
and investing for you know, as a partner for Fund 3 and Fund 4. Um, most recently left 500 end of last year and just now sort of like managing my own money and just also just hanging out and speaking at conferences and just chilling out. Cool. Yeah, you're that's where we met at 500 Startups batch 14. Yeah. I remember it very fondly. <laughs> you uh, It was, was time. you know, and, well, and good, time, I, good for me. Well, I don't no, know no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marvin was notorious for telling it like it is, <laughs> which I personally appreciate in, in, in a lot of different ways because um, a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur, no one tells you the truth. I'll tell you the truth, like a baseball bat in the face. <laughs> yes, like a baseball bat in the face. And I also remember pitch practice nights where we would have to drink out of your Marvin's punch, which... Yeah, they stopped. They stopped. They, 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 we got a lot of complaints about a year and a half or two ago, and they, I had to stop, So, which is unfortunate because that's actually was, I think, the crowning, the crown jewel of actually what made the companies good. Anyways, <laughs> whatever, that's another story. <laughs> that is, but I think the, the interesting thing about pitch practice and you know, how you approached it and, and just generally the, the, the art of it, um, which we tried to actually do every day is telling a better story about what you're doing and yeah, not that, yeah, you know, and so not the, not the, you know, buzzword bingo story, but like in your heart, what you really want to, want to, want to accomplish. And, and I found it really valuable. Um, Good. even though <laughs> I had a hard time sometimes <laughs> drink, yeah. drinking what you made. <laughs> a lot of people did. A lot of people did. That's what's yeah. that's, but I, I find it's a good bonding. Like, you know, you have the bond with the rest of the batch because you all suffer together. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, so yeah. So uh, what I like to talk about on the pod is just sort of the daily routines, some of the mm -hmm. things in terms of behaviors, attitudes, rituals, yeah. habits that you do uh, daily to kind of be who you are, do yeah. what you've accomplished. And so are, are there anything, you know, specific that, that you can share that you like yeah. to like to do daily? Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a very specific routine and I find if I follow out of that routine, I'm just my day, rest of the day is messed up. Right. So the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is actually meditation. You know, I, I started doing meditation about two years ago, two, two and a half years ago. Um, and that has actually been really, really big game changer for me. So I'll do everything 10 to 15 minutes every single morning of just meditation. Um, and I actually, you know, now, especially now, I'll probably even do like five to 10 minutes in the afternoon. And then I'll okay. probably do another, like I always will do at minima, I'll, I'll at least do 10 minutes in the morning of meditation and 10 minutes at night before I go to bed. Um, and that has been incredibly helpful. And I, I think, you know, one of the things I saw was that, you know, I'm a big fan of like listening to Tim Ferriss' podcast and a lot of his books. And one of the things that he studies like excellence, if you look at really, really like almost like successful people across almost every single area, whether in sports, academia, business, like probably almost like three quarters of them have some type of meditation sort of routine. And I noticed that like, you know, probably three, four years ago, but I didn't do anything about it until like two and a half years ago is typical, right? Yeah, but that typical. is really that has really, really been helpful to me personally. So a meditation routine. Um, and then I'll usually do a, like a workout routine, um, like a workout regime at home. So typically, like, you know, push up special push ups, um, you know, like planks, um, as well as sort of a sit up routine. So that's probably 10, 15 minutes. Um, and the other thing I'll, I'll also typically do is I'm a big nootropics fan. So I'll take a lot oh, of, um, okay. Yeah. So every morning I'll take like things like, um, ashwagandha, 
Um, lithium for mood, I recommend that. It's actually really good. Uh, super lysine, um, cortici for like relaxation. So like I have a, I, yeah, I have a bunch of like different sort of like multivitamins and pills and things I take in the morning. Um, you know, ginseng. So things for energy, yeah. uh, cordyceps, cortici for like energy as well as like just sort of like balance. Um, so I, I do that. I drink a lot of water in the morning. Um, and so that's kind of like my, my sort of early morning routine. And I typically like to, you know, try to have breakfast with my family. Um, and then I take my daughter to school. And so that's kind of like my morning routine. Um, and especially now what has really worked for me is I will typically will in mornings, I try to keep at least one to two hours in the morning where I have like a lot of flex time to just do nothing. Right. Like, oh, you know, okay. to read, to think about stuff. Um, and then in the afternoons is usually when I do my meetings and calls. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is unusual for me. It's just like today's kind of the only day I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, and afternoons I usually will take a nap. Uh, oh, cool. How long? Was, How long is your nap? Yeah, probably something between 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Okay. Um, and this is something I started doing this year, um, which I wasn't able to do my last six years when I was a, as, as an investor, you just didn't have the time. Right. Yeah. But right. I wish I did because I think it's very, very helpful for your health. Hmm. Um, and usually in the evening, I'll try not to use any devices at least two hours before I go to bed. And then what I'll do is I'll usually try to read a book, like a live book, at least for 30 minutes before I go to bed. Um, obviously one of the big, big things, one of my big routines, I'll be putting my kid to bed. Uh, yeah. I have a 10 year old daughter. So I put my kid to bed. And then after that, I try to spend time just sort of like just wrapping up things, doing a little bit of reading, meditating, a uh, hot shower in the evening. Cause that all helps you sleep. Um, and then okay. I'll do ZMA, which is like zinc. Um, okay. Um, it's like a zinc magnesium, um, you know, sort of like pill. And that will also, also helps you for sleep. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's basically kind of my routine. Wow. Wow. Well, there's a lot, lot to, <laughs> a lot to unpack. Yeah. Usually it's hard for me to like pull it out of people. <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I think I work out sometimes. You're like, no. So uh, is there a specific kind of meditation that you do? Is it? Um, I use an app called um, Oak. Oak? Um, yeah, it's done by Kevin Rose, who's probably, I think, one of the best sort of like consumer product design guys around. He, and was, the, he was the dig guy, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, yes, he, had, he had a bunch of uh, tea shops, I thought, too. He's big into tea, right? Yeah, he's big into tea. He's also like um, big into meditation, fasting. Um, you know, he's very good friends with Tim Ferriss, apparently. But just like, I think he just has built this incredible app called um, Oak and it's free. I'm a cheap bastard, so I don't want to pay for Calm. <laughs> um, can't afford it, right? But yeah, yeah. It's a huge, huge thing. So, so you, is, there, is it a mindfulness practice? Is it a breath practice? Or is it just yeah, sort so of a random it's, it's thing? It's just a breathing one. So um, I started, when I first started doing the first year and a half, it was a guided meditation. And now it's just like, I've done it long enough where I'm like, okay, just like I, I know sort of it's a breathing, right? And so um, I recommend, so if you haven't done it, do a guided meditation because at least it tells you what to do. But yeah. after you do it for a period of time, like you, you, it's usually much simpler to just, to just do. So right now it just, it's just basically like noise, like white noise. Hmm. Okay. And that's like, right when you get up or is it sort of uh... right right when i get up cool cool yeah, right when okay. i get up I, I find it's very very important to do it right away like having an exercise routine or a gym routine like you know or like a meditation routine before like the, you know your life gets busy yeah no that's me i i wake up early go work out or i won't do it I yeah that's right just... like like anytime you push your workout or any of these things in the afternoon you're like, i'll do it later on you don't do it 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I know some people that like to work out in the afternoon. They seem to be pretty good at it, but I'm, I get so drained by the afternoon. I can't, I can't do it. I'm, I'm with you too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you mentioned nootropics, which, I mean, that's like a whole other thing. I know a lot of, a lot of people um, are doing that. And so how did you find out about that? Was that just um, curiosity I've, I've been, or yeah, curiosity. I've always been really interested. Like I'm a big fan of like sort of human performance, right? Like human optimization and, yeah. and you know, I am, I, I'm 45 this year. Right. And even when I was at 500, I was one of the older people there and dealing with a lot of, you know, a lot of my staff are all younger and you learn a lot of these stuff from them, but also just something I've been, I've been curious about. So I, I went to a lot of the biohacker conferences, even like seven or eight years ago, before oh, I wow. 500, because I just found the topic interesting. Um, and so it's one of those things where I'm like, Oh, like this is kind of an interesting sort of like area, which is just about human optimization, right? And health optimization, like, you know, and a lot of it, you know, I think a lot of life is just sort of these like little, it's not like big, massive changes. It's about these small incremental improvements. Um, but you know, it's, I think life ultimately is like an aggregation of like, you know, sort of like minor gains. Right. And yeah. but over time, these minor gains turn into sort of something very, very big. And so I take a lot of new tropics over time. I've kind of had to experiment um, with sort of like what worked and sort of my mood where I did see a difference when I didn't take some of these things. Yeah. Like your mental clarity, you know, clarity. So like even taking like L-theanine pills, I find are very helpful. And what, what are those? Are they uh, so like L-theanine is, is something that, that comes naturally from like green tea. So I'm a big fan of green tea. So mm-hmm. for example, if I'm doing a lot of deep work, say like either early in the morning or like late in the evening, like I'll have matcha tea. Hmm. right like that's really really good for like focus and concentration and that comes from l-theanine oh okay okay so so when it comes to like okay i've got some a lot of creative work to do or i've really got to focus it's trying to get some of those nootropics or tea that's going to kind of get you in the mood yeah matcha green tea like amazing like i just think like building a routine of just like so for example, like today, right? Like today's my meeting day, mm-hmm. but Monday is going to be like my at home. I might have like one or two calls in the late morning, but it's just like, I just kind of want to like write, I want to read. And that is actually where these new tropics and, and taking, having green tea is actually helpful. Yeah. Because I know, I mean, I follow you on LinkedIn and, you know, cause we're connected, but I, I'm shocked. Well, I'm impressed, shocked and amazed at all the, the content that you share in the commentary. Is that part of your daily routine as well? Yeah, that's, like- a, that's a big part. I mean, it's something I, I've always enjoyed reading, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like the reason I, I posted this stuff like on LinkedIn or Facebook is just like when I first did this, it was originally just to keep track of like what I was reading for myself, right? Just yeah. like my own thoughts. Um, and I was getting a lot of good feedback from people like, hey, this is super interesting. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, great, there's value here. Yeah. So something I, you know, but the reason I did this mainly for myself, it wasn't really for anybody else. I'm still doing it for myself because I sometimes go back and look at some of the stuff I, I, I you know, I, I posted and I'm like, wow, I totally disagree with sort of like my view has changed dramatically <laughs> on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's really more tracking for myself, but I'm glad people find value from it. I'm glad you found value. Oh, no, no. I mean, I share this stuff all the time. And, and it's, it's just interesting because like the whole process of looking at the world is important, especially w- with what you do. Like you invest in technology companies and, you know, or just startups yeah. in general and you need to know where the world's going, right? And, you know, that's a five, seven, 10 year bet. Like you're not going to know. I mean, you may know, you know, you'd be like, "Eh, I don't know, but who knows who's going to succeed. And 
I think the discipline and the routine of kind of like looking at the world and figuring out, okay, these are the macro trends and how to apply those daily. Um, as an example, it's, it's, it's just, it's just so interesting because a lot of times, you know, innovation is just hard, right? Oh my God. It's the hardest thing, right? <laughs> like creating something from nothing. I mean, it's alchemy It's yeah. basically alchemy, right? You're creating, yeah. you're literally creating gold from like air. And I think yeah. like startups is like, it's the hardest thing, but also when it works, it just works really, really well. Right. But the success rate is very low, but I think that's sort of the nature of the beast. Right. And so that's why like I, my, here's, I look at startups in general. I think like, like as long as they try and they do their best, like I, the default's failure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And I think that's one of the things that I think um, is if you're a first time entrepreneur, uh, and you're like thinking about this. I mean, you see all the successes, right? Outliers, but they're outliers. Yeah. Right? You, you see a driven the, distortion. Yeah. The survivor bias. And, and then you get a little bit bent out of shape when you're not successful. But it's like over time when you've done a bunch of them, you sort of know it's a little luck. It's a little hard work. It's a little crapshoot. Yeah, it's yeah, timing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's all of the above. Yeah. And so have you, have you ever done like psychedelics or experimented with that kind of stuff? I haven't, to be honest. Um, I think it's my, my Asian immigrant sort of upbringing. I just like, <laughs> like there's, I, I mean, I'm actually really curious. I think like I'm, I'm really fascinated by the, some of the studies that come about um, silo, you know, psilocybin. 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 I'm fascinated by that. I think ayahuasca, like, you know, these, like, I think there's something there. And mm-hmm. so uh, it is something I would love to do, probably not this year, but maybe next year, but like going to do sort of like one of like ayahuasca retreats. It's just a little bit too fashionable right now. And that kind of like, ah, like I, I like, it's a little bit too fashionable in the Valley and yeah. I tend to run away from stuff that's fashionable from the Valley. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much on the hype curve at peak hype. <laughs> yeah. And that, that I'm kind of like, eh, you know, like, yeah, I, I uh, hype just, I, I need to write about it, but just uh, hype just repels me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tim Ferriss is actually investing a lot in psychedelics and businesses that are trying to, which I think is great. Yeah. I I think it needs to have some investment in it, but yeah, I mean, you know, it just depends on, on where you are in the hype cycle and what your comfort level is. So, and, and so in in terms of like a work day, um, I remember seeing an actually an article that you shared on LinkedIn, which was, that you really only have about four hours of creativity in a day. And the rest of it is just like, after that, it's like, you know, you're, you're depleted, you know, you've got all sorts of yep. challenges. And, and, and that's actually one of, that's actually one of the, you know, one of the many reasons sort of I've decided to do what I'm doing right now um, of just like basically having a lot more time to sort of like read and think and stuff. Right. Um, you know, obviously you've been lucky, but like, you know, I've been lucky in sort of where I am, but at the same time, like just, I, I want to reorient and rethink my life. It, like, I don't think I could have continued doing the, the, the pace of the 70, 80 hours a week at 500 dealing with all the multitude of portfolio companies and things and really not having time to think about stuff. Like I definitely think the quality of my work is just really as over time there really went down. Right. I think due to a lot of reasons. Um, but also think personally, just like just being ground down. And yeah. so it's just having more time and just being much more thoughtful, making sure I got at least like eight to nine hours of sleep a night, having a good gym routine, like all these type of things and just having time to think like, like I was just like reactive. I, I think my last two years just due to the crisis that we had, which is reactive yeah. the whole time. Right. Yeah. Um, and so just like very, you know, not, I'm glad I spent the six years there, but just, it was 
I think for them and for me, it was time to go. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like it's, it, things show their course, you know, yeah. it's like anything. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. And I, yeah. I don't, I think that's a lot of times people get really have a lot of anxiety about like, Oh, I'm leaving someplace. I know I'm in a routine, yeah. but I'm miserable and my health is suffering my attitude, my family life, whatever. And what, what was sort of the thing that, that made you realize that, Oh, I can't go down this path anymore. Did it just all of a sudden happen at once or was it sort of like, I think it's over time. I think it's over, over time. time. I think it's, it's like, it's just like drips of water filling up, yep. sort of, uh, yep. you know, filling up sort of a cup and over time you don't feel it in the beginning, but then over time it kind of builds up and you're like, okay, like, um, and you know, like I said, it's six years, you know, that's a long time in the Valley. Yeah, that is. That's an eternity, <laughs> especially doing what you were doing, trying to find good companies to invest in. Because I think it's like, what, two batches a year? Was two batches it? a year. Yeah. I, I mean, I ran 12 batches, right? Yeah. Which is really like a lot. Yeah. And that's at least 20 or 30 companies a batch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wow. looked it up. I had something like, you know, I did something like 36 or 37 direct seed deals. And then there's probably about another like 376 companies have gone through my program that are actually ran. Right. So wow. it's just one of those things where I'm like, wow, like just, it's just tiring, tiring. It's tiring. Yeah. Just keeping track of all that. I, wow. I wouldn't even know what there to start. I would be like, huh? What, what, which batch yeah. are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's tiring. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And so, so you've got like, I think, uh, obviously through experience and time of kind of sorted out, okay, well, I need to change kind of what I do and how I do it. Um, and I know we were talking a little before uh, that you're actually feeling more productive and more kind of like energized. And I, I'm excited, you know, like, I think I definitely can tell you, like, particularly for me, it wasn't 500 so it's my fault but just like last year like just was brutal i was just i wasn't excited i was tired all the time but i think it's just sort of the wear and tear of just like all the travel all the company like just like just a wear and tear and not having time to think i think sort of started to wear on me um and and i think that showed up in my work if i'm very very honest and i think sort of you know now i've been out let's see it's been almost two months and it just i'm excited like i'm you know like i'm just really really excited of 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 almost every day, right? That, that, you know, like I get to, I, I have more control of my time, I, I think. Right. Like I, and I, I get to sort of like, off, I literally get to pick and choose who I have conversations with, who I meet, what I do, how I spend my day. Um, that, that has been, you know, where I travel to, which I don't think I had before. Yeah. Um, that, that, that freedom um, has been, you know, I, I think I've been excited. You know, I've been, I think you can Definitely tell. I just have a lot more energy. Oh yeah, no, no. I remember. No, we've <laughs> we've kept in touch over the years, and I've actually, you know, mentored some of the 500 startup batches that have gone through the program. And yeah, no, you could, you could definitely tell <laughs> that. Like, well, you know, Marvin's normally he's pretty ornery, but this is a different kind of ornery. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's really interesting that you say that you need time to think. Um, I think we all do, right? Like yeah. you know, one of the best books that's come out recently, I think is like Cal New, like not recent, but last couple of years, like Cal Newport, you know, like deep work. Yeah. Like, like, like if, if we believe the thesis of, 
of AI and everything sort of like becoming automated. And that, that is going to happen eventually, even the white collar jobs. The only advantage that you have is actually creative work, right? Like real deep work, yeah. putting a lot of connections and things together. And you need time for that. You need time for yourself. And also I'm like, as, a, as an introvert, I would say borderline introvert, extrovert, like you need the introvert time. Right. And even if you're an extrovert, you still need some introvert time to yeah. at least think, right. Um, to process things. And I think the problem right now is a way, if you want to hide the way that you hide from yourself is just keep yourself busy and not have to think. Yeah, about it. that's totally, totally true. I, th- yeah. Cause you know, you, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you see this a lot, especially with younger people, you know, you're 45, I'm 49. So yeah. we have a little, you know, little gray in the yeah. beard kind of thing. A um, little bit more perspective. And, and I did this when I was young, I would just work a lot because yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. work, 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 work. Um, and as I have found similar to you, that my most creative ideas come from my free time to think and roam and explore and read. I mean, reading for me and just working out, but the reading is so powerful because I try to read very broad, like all sorts of different stuff. I'm kind of like you. I buy books and then don't read them, (laughs) but I don't, and I, and you put that in your LinkedIn profile. I had to look the word up and I, I can't say it because I'm bad at words. It's, it's, it's a Sundoku. Sundoku, right. And so I, same thing, huge, you know, books that I've never, hopefully one day we'll get to. But what's been really fascinating is the quality of thought and the excitement and the energy when I just like have time to think. It, it's, it's super important. So I'll, I'll give you an example. So as you know, I've, I had an international exec role at, at Yahoo. So I travel all the time. And when I, I came to, I found out the hard way where I, I do these trips, like, you know, these two week trips, these three week trips overseas, right? Because I, a lot of the business groups and stuff I, I was managing was overseas. And yeah. what I, I realized that when I come home after like one of those trips, I would just get like really painfully sick and just worn out. And what I, I came to the realization probably five years in was that actually the main reason was that if I, you know, that it was just because like the hospitality, just like great people over there that I worked with and, but you spend time with people all the time. So what I found that if, as if for every week that I'm traveling, if I didn't have at least like one day where I just did nothing, like even hide out in the hotel room myself, like go and eat lunch, like, you know, just like do something to myself, like a good chunk of the, of one day at least by myself was really important for me to recover. Like, you know, even like taking the nap, reading my book, surfing the web, doing nothing, watching a movie by myself, right? Like yeah. I needed, I actually needed that time. Once I started putting that in place, I'm like, okay, I'm traveling a week, but one day where I just literally do nothing, like just locked up in my hotel room, just like chilling out, doing nothing was how I recovered. Then I, I wouldn't have those like fall into those, those deep sicknesses or wandering the city by myself. I had to do that. Like I needed sort of like at least one day of like alone time was really critical for me to not fall sick like that, right? To just be like really mentally worn out. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm what's called a highly functional introvert, yeah. <laughs> which means that at a cocktail party, I'm witty and charming. But then afterwards, I just completely like, can't talk anymore to anyone, you know? Uh, and, and what I found similar is that that alone time, the thought time, the rejuvenation time. And I think it's, Really, I mean, for me, the hardest part was, you know, 
being okay with that, but also like being like wanting to take care of myself as opposed to like pleasing everyone else or like all that. And boy, I've, I've, I try to do something similar um, because it's just hard on me. It's just, it just wears me down as well. And I think as you get older, you feel that more. I, and I, I'd hope by the time you're in forties, right? Like I've enjoyed my forties way more, my thirties. Oh yeah. Definitely way more my thirties and my twenties because like, as you get older, you're like, you just don't care what other people think. So you do, <laughs> you know, it's like, you want to, you know, it's, you know, especially when I travel, right. When I travel and people are like, Hey, let's go to this party. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like it. And yeah. I just won't go or I just saw French goodbye them. Right. Like I'm just yeah. like, I'll show up and just like disappear. Like yeah, I have yeah, no French qualms goodbye. doing that. No qualms doing that at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Or right. just a lot of times I'm like, yeah, you know what? I just don't feel like I'm just going to order room service and hang on my room. Right. Like, or sometimes when I do feel like going out, I'll go out. Right. So yeah. just like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I don't feel compelled to have to do anything. And that's wonderful as I, yeah. as I get older. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the meditation thing is, is part of the calming the mind daily. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of the young entrepreneurs that at least I mentor, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't sometimes fathom how they just like, they hustle so hard and they're like, and, and, and they're, they're trying to prove themselves. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you can tell, you can we tell. All, and Hey, we all went through that phase. Yeah. I think, the, yeah. I think everyone goes through the 20s something phase of just like working a lot. I mean, I worked, I worked like crazy in my twenties because I didn't know part, but I think a big part was because they didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Hundred percent. I didn't know what I was doing either, and I think the faster you learn that, and you may have to, may have to do that. I, I remember someone asked me about work-life balance, and it was like, well, it just depends on the stage you're at. If you're in the stage where you have no idea what you're doing, then you have yeah. to figure yeah, out what yeah, you're yeah, doing. Yeah, There's yeah. no balance there. There's yeah, like no you're you're going to do like when I first started at Yahoo, I was doing like eighty to hundred hours a week. Wow. I mean, because I didn't know what I was doing. I, and I, was, I felt I was very behind in, in the workplace, right? Because I'm, I was at a startup prior that basically imploded. Yeah. And, and you're, you're going to, you're working with all these other like Harvard, you know, Stanford business school people when I didn't have a graduate degree. Right. And I also didn't have a lot of the background. A lot of these guys were ex-consultants. I mean, I crushed all of them in the long run, right? <laughs> Good. Yeah, hustle. Um, hustle matters yeah, I, more I, than- I, the- I totally out-hustled all of them, right? And so I definitely- <laughs> I definitely career wise have just like destroyed all of them. So I'm not worried about that, but just like, I don't know. It's just like, I didn't know it back then, but I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I think that's a good point. I mean, there's definitely life stages that are, I mean, I don't know how they break down, but it, it's, it's so fascinating because a lot of the, stuff that I did when I was young, <laughs> which I would never do now. Um, you're right. I think I had to do it because then you get perspective. And, and, and I think, you know, you could tell people that, but in some cases they sort of have to experience I, I, it. I mean, I, I've learned this running the Excel program. I used to get so mad when I tell people like, why the hell are you doing this, this is dumb, right? Like this yeah. is, this is the best practice. They don't follow it. And like, you know what, what I realized is just like, I, I've at least been a lot more philosophical about it. Like, you know, people just have to experience this. I was like, like, so I mean, like, my job is like, I'm going to advise you. I'm going to tell you you should do this because this, this works and this is the best practice, but do what you want. Right. Because the reality is that, I know, I, and I always, always reserve the right to say, I told you so. So it's just like, <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I see that's working. But hey, you know, like, and I hope, like, if you want to go do this other way, go for it. 
Um, I think your odds are lower, but like, go for it. Right. And I hope you prove me wrong. But the reality is that I don't think I'm wrong in this area, but you will only, you will only do this once you've kind of gone down the path that, that you are going. Right. So it's like, sure, go for it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, that, that's so true. There, there was this TV shows, a reality show about being a musician. And, uh, one of the guys that was a guest host was Lemmy from Motorhead, right? I mean, Lemmy from Motorhead. I mean, if you guys don't know who he is, look him up, but just he's, he's, he's rock and roll, hardcore rock and roll. Young guy, you know, super attractive, cool looking guy, all hip with the rock and roll scene on camera asked Lemmy, say, Hey, you have any advice for me? Like what I should do? Like what kind of things I should avoid? And the guy, you know, Lemmy and his like, cigarettes whiskey voice is like uh yeah son you just gotta make your own mistakes <laughs> something like that and the guy's like the sage tells me what and i'm all and i thought it, it always stuck with me because i mean there's certain things that obviously you want to tell people not to do that's going to hurt them right yeah, I mean, yeah, there, yeah. there's there's like parameters there's like guardrails but within the guardrail you're going to learn the lesson a lot more if you screw yeah. it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like, I, I've just come to the conclusion of just like, you know what, as long as they don't hurt themselves, go, you know, like you, they should feel free to sort of like go and like the, the, the sad thing is that we only learn from pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Especially the deep lessons uh, of life really it puts life in perspective when when you are or have been through a, a trauma i mean sometimes at 500 you know going to your pitch practice was a lot of trauma well, like, that's oh. the point but you learn <laughs> i learned but you well, learn yeah, i learned i learned and and there there maybe there's easier ways to do it but I, I i agree with your um with your kind of hypothesis on that that the i think it's the struggle and 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 I, I like the fact that, you know, what, what you said about, oh, it's just time to move on because either you're burning out or too complacent or it's just not working out for you because the next challenge is what's really going to maybe rewire you and like make you think about stuff in different ways. You, I have, mean, to, you, you have to change or you have to change everything. You have to shake it up all the time because I think that complacency is like the, like your end, like yeah. the, the minute. Like it's, it's not as if you know everything, right? But I think that it's like chasing learning curves. Like if you, if you find that you're, you're near the end of your learning curve, like it's yeah. actually time to move on for everybody. It's not good for anybody to stick around. Right, right. Yeah, it was funny because uh, like my dad, who, uh, who's retired now, he worked for United Airlines, right? And um, when I was going through college, he's just like, you know, He's electrical engineer. I'm electrical engineer. He's trying to convince me to go work at United. It's like, yeah. hey, it's a great thing. You know, you can travel around the world. And he really loved it. It's yeah, his yeah, thing. Yeah. He loves, yeah. loved airplanes, loved being to travel for free. I think he worked there for like 32 years, I think, roughly. Crazy. Right? I, don't, I know. I don't, that's like, that's a different, I mean, that's, a, that's our parents' generation. Yeah, it's like, a different generation. Happened, like, I just like, I, you know, and I, I love my Yahoo. I still have like colleagues at Yahoo who are still there like, 15 years 20 years and i'm just like it's great like you know i'm happy because it is a really great place to work but i'm like i don't know i just wonder if you don't get stale like i yeah you get hidden away from like i really really worry for them and just like they get hidden away from sort of like the market forces right yeah yeah and and i think that's especially when you're in the innovation game and the startup game you have to be in the 
in the mix. I mean, there's a certain amount of insulation, right. In a big company, but like, so what happened to my dad? (laughs) So he's like, yeah, trying to convince me. And, um, you know, he, he wanted to, he wanted to actually retire after 35 years for whatever reason, most likely you get, you know, more money or whatever. And then, uh, then September 11th happened and they basically said, you're retiring now. And he retired early. And my brother, my, my middle brother, Paul actually worked at United too. And he was a aircraft and power plant mechanic and they let him go too. So it, you know, even though we all have our own different change, it, the security of it wasn't secure. <laughs> I mean, it was like, you just, you're gone. Yeah. Another friend worked at HP 20 years. And one day they just said, no, we don't need you anymore. Yeah, yeah. What's I mean, he going to do? This, this is the world that we're in, right? So yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think that, here, here's what I think about it. Just like ultimately, you know, you may not have to be an entrepreneur, but you need to be entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think entrepreneur skills are 21st century skills and that every kid, every adult, I mean, every human <laughs> should learn that and be, be a little bit more like, okay, what's out there. And, and, and not to say that, you know, if, you, if you're comfortable with your job and you love it and you think it's secure, like I'm, I'm not being doom and gloom, yeah. but I think that attitude and that process of inquiry about being curious about what's out there and actually protecting yourself from downside. Yes. uh, That I think it's like imperative. I mean, I I've been at places that have laid me off and I'm like, well, thankfully I was, I had a side hustle or I had friends that were going to try to start a company, you know, and I was interested in other things. And, and I think that's a daily thing. You have to have be curious every day. Yeah, for sure. I I don't see any other way, especially now. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you, especially now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and so, so as the sort of the, you know, you, you've got your work day, you know, now you've had a little more perspective on like the way that you work best and you know, how, how that transitions. I mean, so what, what are you looking to do now? I mean, you've been gone from your day job (laughs) for a couple months and I know you just got back from Europe talking about investment and stuff. I mean, what's next? So honestly, I don't know. I mean, this year was sort of the, for me, the year of exploration. And oh, so, okay. uh, so at least my plan was just, I will be speaking at like, I think another six or seven more sort of like tech conferences across Europe. There, there were probably a little bit more in Asia, but they're all getting postponed for yeah. a yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. Yeah. 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 I don't, don't, don't go. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> don't go. so I, I have a bunch of conferences I'm going to be speaking at in Europe um, over the next sort of like three or four months. Um, then I'll be going to Asia with my family, like Taiwan, which is actually seems to be managing everything pretty well. Yeah. So spending the summer in, in Asia with my family. Um, and truth marriage is like doing a lot of reading. And so the way I've structured my day now or, or my weeks, I will typically do two days of just sort of meetings and calls. Um, so today is one of my meetings slash calls days. And then I will just have like three days, like two to three days at home, just like open where just like I get to read, work on some stuff, um, do nothing, right? Even chores, like, you know, it's like sort of like, it's called like get your life in order days, right? Yep. And so yep. I'll have a day where I'm just like laundry, you know, like cleaning out the backyard and I don't feel guilty about it, right? Uh, yeah. There's... Which is great. I, I like this term, get your life in order, like G, you know, the GY, um, 
you know, say get your life G Y L O is like get your life in order days. Yeah. And I think, I think like it's a great concept because we feel so guilty. You're just like, well, you do grocery shopping and stuff. Right. And, and I just think like, wait a minute, like why? Like, just like, why should you feel guilty? Like these are all things we need to do. And yeah. so just having slack time, right? Like the innovation, the creativity actually happens when you have, sort of like open time. Um, and so totally. that's, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on some investment committees of, of several VC funds, like new VC funds, but that's like a part-time thing. Um, and, you know, just like still meeting a lot of my old portfolio companies, catching up with friends, catching up with other VC friends, um, speaking at the conference circuit. So between those kind of things and just like reading a lot, I've finished maybe almost like 20 books already. Like, oh, wow. That have been, you know, that have been out. Um, catch up on some TV shows, like some Netflix is good now. Yeah. There's a lot um, of good Netflix. Yeah. On. So, so, you know, like that's what I'm doing because I, I've, I feel like I've kind of grinded it out for the last six years and you know, I took two years off after my, my 10 and a half years at Yahoo. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So, so do you think that's sort of part of your, the way that, that you're going to kind of roll your career? Like these intense bursts and then time off or do you think you're going to yeah, change? I, I suspect so. I suspect so. Okay. Okay. Cause that, that is an interesting way to think about it too. I mean, the, I, I had, I actually was talking to another writer actually. And sometimes what he'll do is he'll, he'll go off on a weekend and he'll sequester himself in a, in a hotel room and he'll just like write all day yeah. to like get it to the next level of processing. And um, he seems to think that that allows him to kind of like this burst of creativity just sort of like gets it to the next level. Um, you're sort of doing that over a longer time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's probably something to that, right? And and so for me, who are like, look, I I want to be an investor for for at least I want to be I want to at least have some you know sort of at least be active you know or at least in the next like at least be in the investing game in the next ten years. And so I also think that you have to look at where 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 we are in the cycle. We're definitely at the peak. Yeah. And for me, who I'm less like as an investor, it's not great investing during the peak. So there's a lot of macro reasons, but also micro reasons. Like, let me go and figure out where the, where I think the world is going. I couldn't do that. My last two years was just all reactive. Right. And I also exhausting. It just like, because just like a lot of, I'm, I, I just, it was all meetings all the time. Yeah. And, and I, I find that to be exhausting. And so this is, I want to sort of, I still want to be active, but not, I want to have control over that. Yeah. So it sounds like control of your time is a real, tough one or was a tough one but yeah it now, was a tough one now it now much easier yeah <laughs> yeah well you just yeah. take time off that's yeah. great yeah cool well I, you know hey i really appreciate your time catching up it's great great to see you again we're we're doing this over zoom but you'll yeah. probably just hear it um any any final thoughts anything you'd like to have people take away i mean great I'm, conversation lots of lots well, of stuff about, to, to one of my mentors and, and and patrons when i was at yahoo is a guy named greg coleman very successful guy um, very senior at Yahoo and went on to sort of like help start like Huffington Post, you know, Criteo wow. uh, was at Buzzfeed. Um, and now he's a VC ironically, or I think like helping out a VC fund in New York. And one, he's, one of the things he said, was just like, you got to sharpen the ax. Right. So, you know, like I think I couldn't remember if Benjamin Franklin or somebody said, it's just like, if I had, you know, if I had like two, an hour, I would spend most of it like sharpening the ax before I cut down the tree. And I'm like, there's something about that of like taking time to sharpen the ax is really that stuck with me. Like he gave me a lot of good advice, but for one of the things that one of the piece of advice was like sharpen the, the ax. Wow. I love that. That's a, that's a great place to end. So, uh, 
Marvin, really appreciate your time, man. Good luck. Thank Keep you very much. I'll need, and, I'll need uh, the luck. Uh, but <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting thedailymba.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur and, frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest that you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about in this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.